Hello and welcome to Talking Tech, the Legal Services Board's podcast series on how legal services regulators can develop approaches to regulating how technology is used to deliver legal services. I'm joined by Ashlyn O'Connell, a regulatory policy manager at the LSB. Hi, Ashlyn. Hello. Why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about the LSB's work on technology? Yeah, perfect. So thanks, Paul, and good to be here to talk about it. Um, so I guess to start off with a bit of context as to why the LSB started doing work on technology and innovation, our work began back in 2019, and really it focused at the beginning on establishing an evidence base for regulatory bodies to use in developing their own approaches to the regulation of technology in legal services. So to do this, we started off by commissioning papers from a range of experts in technology, regulation and legal services. And we also began this podcast to discuss the challenges and the issues brought up in the papers in a bit more depth. We've also released um, a range of articles that also kind of probe the issues in a bit more detail and look at legal technology and regulation. So the kinds of things that the our work has covered to date has been um, how legal services technology is being used and regulated in other jurisdictions, what lessons we can actually learn in the legal services sector from other sectors. So for example, health and financial services and whether the current regulatory framework that's in the Legal Services Act 2007 um, can actually respond to the challenges posed by technology and innovation. And then we've also looked, I guess, a bit at specific technologies. So distributed ledger technologies, for example. So that's things like blockchain, the challenges that they can present for consumers and also for legal service providers. And then more generally, the ethical and regulatory challenges that technology poses legal service regulators and providers. So that's just a bit of kind of wider context on the work and on the project to date. So reflecting on that work, um, why would you say then um, technology and innovation is important for legal services regulators? And what are some of the benefits that you've learned about so in terms of why legal service regulators um, should care about technology and why it's important, I think technology has the potential to enhance or conversely even be detrimental to the realisation of the regulatory objectives that are in the Legal Services Act 2007. So for example, technology has the potential to improve access to justice so it can help people access solutions to legal problems in new ways so for example by doing it online um you know consulting with kind of providers that way on the other hand there's also the potential for technology um to be detrimental to access to justice so for example if technology becomes um the only way that a particular service is provided that could actually cut people out from being able to access that kind of service. So those are kind of some specific examples of how um, the risks and opportunities kind of come to the fore really in technology in the legal services sector. I think also it's probably relevant to point out um, that we are in the new era of kind of COVID-19 and really that's kind of been the biggest case study, I suppose, of how technology can be used in delivering legal services and really probably has pointed to kind of some of the benefits and also some of the risks. So it really has kind of pointed to, well, you know, if you actually have services available online, more people can access them. They can access them at a time that suits them. They can access them in a way perhaps that's more convenient to them um, and their kind of life circumstances. But conversely, that also relies on actually having the, the means to access kind of online services. 
Um, so if you don't have, you know, kind of digital infrastructure, if you don't have broadband to, um, you know, to actually access a service, that can that can be a real risk in accessing things. So those are kind of some specific examples, kind of thinking of the COVID um, COVID nineteen situation, and then I think more broadly in terms of the opportunities. Um, and risks that technology offers. There's a whole load of opportunities for helping legal service providers do their job um, more efficiently and better. So, for example, kind of, you know, um, automated decision-making type tools or kind of AI type tools that can help with due diligence and help with kind of drawing up contracts and those kinds of things that can actually help lawyers do their job. Um, I guess kind of some of the risks and really we kind of probe that in um, in some of the papers and in our work uh, around artificial intelligence, for example, there are risks there about, well, actually, if your artificial intelligence tool is trained on a data set that has biases in it, is that just going to perpetuate biases that then pose just more risks to consumers? Um, and actually being able to understand, well, how does that tool work? How did it kind of come to decisions? So there's a lot of, I guess, kind of theoretical risks and benefits, but also some practical ones that I think people have really lived through in the COVID-19 era. So um, it was interesting what you were saying there about bias and um, the potential risks. So um, it sounds like there's a lot of diversity considerations that we need to think about when we um, you know, roll out these new technologies, would you say? Yeah, I think that's definitely an element. I suppose with technology in general, you have the specific kind of risks and challenges that that technology and its kind of um, purported use can offer then and there. And then there's also the potential ones that we just haven't thought about. Because I think if there's one thing um, that we can all probably agree on with technology is that we probably won't be using um, technology in the way that we use it right now in a few years' time or in 10 years' time or just in the future. So actually kind of the risks and challenges, there's an awful lot that we probably we just don't know yet that kind of haven't come, come to bear. But certainly kind of specifically in relation to diversity and inclusion um, and kind of the risks and challenges technology can offer in that space. Technology at its most basic level um, can potentially help diversity and inclusion both within the sector, um, kind of for providers and for consumers, but it can absolutely pose risks. So there is a risk of if you use kind of certain technologies um, in certain ways. So for example, kind of using some AI tools and if they are trained um, on kind of particular data sets, or if we just don't know kind of how they were trained, um, that there's risks of biases around that. But equally, there's opportunities for using technology in ways that mean there's new ways of working, new ways of providing services. And that could actually mean that people look at legal services sector and kind of, I guess, the legal profession as a career option. They might look at it and go, oh, I can actually work from home for a portion of the week. That's not something I thought I'd be able to do before. Maybe this is a career that I consider. So I think it kind of cuts in lots of different ways. Um, and certainly kind of one of the one of the things that we've learned in our work is that there's an awful lot more questions uh, remaining than answers when it comes to technology. And we just kind of need to be cognizant of that fact and just keep exploring it and kind of keep learning more. Very interesting. I think, um, yeah, that point about we need to keep exploring and learning more, um, I think it's really important. And so I wanted to ask you, why do you think the legal sector has been slow to embrace technology? If you look at other sectors like finance, you know, they're, you know, we're all banking online, finances embrace things like blockchain, but the legal services sector seems to be behind the curve. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think um, it's important to say that change has been happening in the sector for some time, that there are examples of, you know, really innovative practices and um, legal service providers 
and others embracing technology to deliver legal services or improve kind of um, how they themselves do the business of law. So that change has been happening. So I don't think it's probably entirely fair to say that the sector hasn't been embracing it. It has um, at a slower pace than other sectors is certainly true. And I think kind of, you know, one of our papers really probes the what is it kind of in the health sector and what is it in kind of the financial services sector? Um, you know, what's happening there and kind of why has it been a bit faster in those sectors? I think there's a few um, kind of a few issues at play when it comes to why the sector has been slower at adopting technology. I think there's kind of a culture piece, um, you know, I think it's pretty kind of widely uh, accepted that change is incremental in the legal services sector, um, that kind of, you know, the protection of consumers and kind of delivering um, services to a high standard is longstanding within the sector, which is excellent, and really does protect consumers. But that also can be can mean then that new ways of doing things um, that are untested and that are um, yeah, knew that they that the sector can be slower in adopting um, those kind of practices and those initiatives. So there's kind of that piece which has benefits and also has its risks. And then also I think there's um, there's uh, you know kind of other like practical barriers. So you know, to adopt kind of new technologies or really to kind of embrace technology and innovation. First of all, you have to have access to those technologies. So you need kind of the digital infrastructure in place. You need kind of the investment within legal service kind of firms and um, providers investing in the adoption of technology. And I think COVID-19 is a real example of how making sure you get those basics right. So making sure that you can actually you equip, equip people to work from home and to kind of do things that way. That's really the first stepping stone. And then kind of on the other end of the spectrum, so for kind of perhaps more advanced technology, so for things like AI um, and kind of automated decision making, I think there's a whole piece around um, data kind of within the sector and actually what is available, what isn't, how open is it, is it of good quality? Because we know that AI needs and those kind of, you know, new emerging technologies, they need good quantities of open quality data. And we don't necessarily have that within the sector. We also don't necessarily have a good understanding of where the actual data assets are within the sector. So who owns the data? Um, how do they use it? And that's kind of one one strand that we pick up in our in our work for uh, as part of the next phase of tech and innovation. So I think there's just a few different issues at play um, and that kind of you can't necessarily tackle just one of them and expect the sector to overnight um, become the lead in tech. And then I think the, the final point probably to add in as well um, is around kind of the, the regulatory framework and kind of the way regulation works really within the sector. So other sectors like health and financial services, um, you know, they can regulate medical products, that's the kind of framework within, within which they operate. We're a different sector. We have multiple regulatory bodies who work on the front lines. Um, you know, it's a kind of title-based nature framework, um, not necessarily entirely risk-based. So those kind of differences can impact um, even just kind of tech innovators being able to navigate the system. I think it's probably fair to say that they can find it confusing on who they should talk to about what, what is a reserved legal activity, what isn't. Um, and who they kind of need to talk to when. So I think, you know, the legal services regulatory framework and being able to kind of give better information on what it is and uh, all that kind of stuff is, is an area that um, has potentially been a barrier for innovators to break in previously. It sounds like um, there's a lot happening in the sector and a lot happening in terms of tech um, 
and a lot of it's untested, which um, might be seen as a as a risk to regulators. Um, so how important is it that people start working together and getting around the table to identify the challenges and opportunities and how they'll work together? And um, who are the people that need to be around that table? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question. And I think collaboration and cooperation um, is really important always, but especially important when it comes to technology and innovation. And one of the things that we uh, found in our work to date is that there are practical steps that regulators, regulators can take. And our work kind of paints this picture of an ideal regulator. And, what, you know, one of the elements in that is really about kind of being proactive in engaging with technology. So what legal services technology there is out there, um, how people are using it right now and perhaps how, how and why they're not using it. But also an important part of that is about being cooperative and collaborative, both with other regulators, but also kind of being co cooperative and collaborative with tech developers. So understanding um, what it is that they need from regulators and very often what we have heard I suppose is that just an understanding of what regulators do kind of what they can help with what what they can't is really really helpful so I think that idea of being kind of cooperative and collaborative with other bodies and being cooperative and collaborative uh, with organizations even outside of kind of the legal services sector so for example there are other regulators um, who aren't legal services regulators that are really important to talk to. So the Information Commissioner's Office, for example, we can all learn things from regulators like the Financial Conduct Authority and the approaches they've taken. And then there are kind of specific initiatives that regulators can take. So, for example, things like sandboxes or setting challenges to the sector, to innovators to kind of address this systemic sector issue are really helpful as well. But I think in the first instance, talking to other legal services regulators um, and also kind of bringing in tech developers and then also academics um, and others just expertise and what the issues are and how we can kind of overcome them. Because I think we, you know, all of the regulators are facing similar issues um, and that there's a lot of kind of commonality of approach that can be adopted and, you know, resources that can be pooled and expertise that can be pulled in overcoming them. And what um, what's next for the LSB and um, technology and innovation? Yeah, so I guess um, it's important to kind of point out that in tandem to the work that we've been doing on technology and innovation, we've also been doing a lot of work um, to develop a strategy for the sector. So in November, uh, for example, we published our State of the Legal Services report, and this really reflected on 10 years of independent regulation. And our overall conclusion was that although there's been many achievements over the last decade, there is a need to reshape legal services to better meet society's needs. So we spent a lot of this year, um, well, last year rather, 2020, developing a draft strategy for the sector. And we encapsulated the challenges facing the sector into three themes. Um, and the idea is that these kind of three themes will help us reshape legal services to better meet society's needs. So they are fairer outcomes, stronger confidence and better services. And we see technology and innovation as having a really important role to play in overcoming those challenges and in particular in helping deliver those better services that society wants and needs. 
So our immediate kind of next steps and technology is going to focus on kind of four areas. So the first we kind of touched on already, which is about this enabling cross-sector collaboration. There's some really great initiatives out there right now. So, for example, the Tech Nation Sandbox Pilot and the Regulatory Response Unit that's part of that is a really excellent example of how regulators can come together to support and foster innovation. So we see real value in continuing to enable that type of cross-sector collaboration to help address those ethical and regulatory challenges that everyone's um, grappling with. The second is this piece kind of around data. So exploring how more and better open data can actually be made available in the legal services sector. If we accept, and as we found in our work, the data really is the building block for innovation. How do we make sure that's available um, for innovators? So that's kind of a second area. And then the third is around um, generating insights into whether emerging uses of technology are ethical and what we call socially acceptable. So this is this idea of technologies being used in a way that's acceptable to citizens and to society at large. And perhaps an example that I think most people might be um, familiar with would be like genetically modified kind of crops and the potential that that technology was seen to have versus social acceptability and the actual acceptance and trust really that people would have had um, in how that technology was used. So being able to understand whether the proposed uses of things like AI and, you know, would uh, citizens and kind of society be comfortable with going to an AI um you know, type software for legal advice rather than a person and kind of exploring that. We see that as really important. And then the fourth one, which uh, is is going to be really, really interesting, is considering whether the current regulatory framework actually adequately protects consumers from the risks posed by technology. So whether actually, you know, it is aligned to the risks that technology poses or whether there is a consumer protection gap there. So for example, um, the, we know kind of from a survey that we did back in 2018 that a lot of unregulated legal service providers are really innovative, but we also know that consumers are not as happy with um, the service that they receive from those providers. And as we've seen, I guess, through COVID-19, more people and more services are using technology to deliver their services. So, you know, the question arises then, is there a growing consumer protection gap between those users of unregulated providers and regulated providers? Um, and are are those uh, kind of consumers adequately covered by the risks that technology poses? So those are kind of the four areas um, that we're going to focus on as the next part of our work. And so looking forward, what what are the key changes you would like to see in this sector with respect to technology and innovation in, in say, five years' time? What do you think, how would you like to see things looking? Yeah, so I think that's a really good question. Um, and we kind of, we try to, I guess, paint that picture of the destination and where we see the sector going to in our draft strategy. I think it's important to say that, look, the sector will likely look different in years to come. Um, and it'll also probably uh, look the same in many ways. I think it's important that the sector delivers services that better meet society's needs. That's been very clear. Um, and then I guess kind of in terms of how, what that would look like and how it could be different, we'd really hope to see a sector where technology is routinely used um, and where it's kind of trusted technologies re- being routinely used to enable consumers to have more choice in how they access legal services. I also think digital infrastructure and technological skills um, would likely be a kind of a core part of the skills that professionals develop and maintain through the course of their career. 
I think the scope of regulation would mirror the key risks that are actually posed to consumers and to the public interest. And I think there should be a really healthy and um, active kind of culture of innovation and competition within the sector so that you would see, you know, firms and kind of legal service providers engaging with the technologies and kind of using them and trialing them and um, and that kind of thing. Thank you. So um, that's been really, really interesting and lots of food for thought there. Um, if people want to hear any more, um, what should they do? So I would say first come onto our website um, and certainly have a peruse of all of the work that we've done to date. So read through the papers, listen to the the other podcast episodes where we kind of get more into, into the detail of those papers. Um, and then the other thing I would say is that if anyone's interested in kind of reaching out and having a conversation, my contact details are on there. Um, and kind of keep an eye on our, our next steps and what's coming up next. Thank you very much. Perfect. Thank you.